0: Hi, thank you for tuning in to the Finding Harmony podcast with me, your host, Harmony Slater. Hi, I'm so happy you're here today. Welcome to the Finding Harmony podcast. This is the place where we explore the different paths to sustainable spiritual wellness practices. I'm your host, Harmony, and today I want to dive into a common challenge that many of us face finding the time and energy to prioritize our spiritual well-being. So maybe this is something that you've been struggling with, or maybe it's something you've got dialed in. But if you've ever felt overwhelmed by a lack of time, or just physically exhausted, or you've been dealing with a surgery or an injury, or you just had a child, a baby, or maybe you have a few little children running around, (laughs) and you don't know how on earth you're going to fit in a wellness routine or a spiritual practice, then this episode is for you. Today, we are going to talk about a few practical strategies to help you overcome these obstacles so that you can create a sustainable spiritual wellness practice for yourself. So let's get started. So one of the first big obstacles that people, my clients and students always write in and tell me about, or if we're speaking and we're working together in a coaching capacity, working on um, helping them connect more deeply to themselves to create a wellness practice is the time constraint. And so one of the biggest hurdles to creating a sustainable Wellness practice, a sustainable daily self care practice, or spiritual practice is just feeling too busy, having this busy mind, having this never ending to do list, having so many different hats that you're wearing during the day, juggling many responsibilities you know, family, maybe you're running a business, maybe you're working full time, maybe you're a mom with three kids, maybe you're caring for elderly parents. Um, there's always things to do, not to mention the regular household chores of, you know, washing and cleaning and cooking and, you know, doing all of the things. It barely leaves any time for self-care or it can feel that way. But it's important to remember when you're feeling pressured for time that time is an emotional experience. And so, The busier our mind is, the more anxiety or stress we're feeling, the less time we feel like we have. And so prioritizing your self-care isn't selfish. It's actually essential for your well-being. And especially when it's a spirit-centered self-care practice, because if you're just doing your self-care as another to-do thing, like brushing your teeth, I often hear this this, um, you know, I guess analogy, it's like brushing your teeth. If you're just doing it as another thing, like do the laundry, do the dishes, brush your teeth, comb your hair, pick up the kids, right? If you're just doing it like another thing to check off your to-do list, then it's not really spirit-centered. It's not really about nurturing and attuning and attending to your spiritual center. And so Spiritual practice isn't about just mechanically going through the motions and doing something because it's on your to do list, or it's something that you're doing um, unreflectively, or maybe you're doing it because you know you feel a lot and guilt around not doing it, or you know you're just doing it because it's something that you've always done. A spiritual practice is one that you're taking time to listen, to slow down, to consciously breathe. It's something that feels nourishing and feels like it's feeding your soul or your energy. It's something that you leave feeling better, feeling brighter. It's something that you're listening deeply while you're doing it, right? That you're not just doing it for the sake of doing it. It's more about how you're being while you're doing it and attending to that part of you that needs attention, right? And so if you're feeling tired or you're feeling like you don't have time, just allowing that feeling to be there, sitting with it and doing attending to that feeling and doing something for your spirit, whether it's two minutes of conscious breathing or meditation, or maybe it's some movement, some asana practice. Maybe it's a prayer. Maybe it's writing. Maybe it's poetry. Maybe it's playing music. Maybe it's painting. There's a practice in there that's going to help to nurture your spiritual self. And so finding out what that is and what you need to do in order to attend to your spiritual center. So that's really important. The second uh, important step, especially when you're feeling that time crunch or like you just don't have enough hours in the day to do all the things that you need and want to do, uh, is to schedule it. So what gets scheduled gets prioritized. So it needs to show up as a priority on your list, you need to show up on your to-do list, on your priority list, right? And so we often get stuck in a pattern of taking care of other people before we take care of ourselves. And I know it's kind of cliche to talk about, you know, putting the uh, oxygen mask on first, but really we do need to take time To prioritize our spiritual wellness, to prioritize our mental, emotional, and physical health. And so, if you're struggling to do that, if you feel like everyone else is coming before you, then try to tap into that feeling that you know you're going to have after you do the practice. Think of how much better you'll feel, or after you take a walk, or after you get out into nature, or after you, you know paint, or sing, or um, dance, like whatever it is that's connecting you to that movement of spirit within, or meditate, or do your breathwork practice, your pranayama. The time spent regulating your nervous system is never wasted, and you are your most valuable resource. And so the time you spend Uh, focused on maintaining, sustaining, optimizing, uh, balancing yourself, your nervous system, your mind, your body, your emotions, your spirit is going to pay off dividends, right? It's going to help you in every area of your life. It's going to make your relationships deeper. You're going to be able to be more attentive and showing up in your relationships. You're going to um, have more space to think, a greater degree of concentration and focus in your mind. It's going to create time for you because you're going to feel less um, wound up, less anxious, less busy in the mind. And so that emotional experience of time where you're feeling really like you have no time and it's starting to create a sense of urgency, puts you in a fight or flight state in your nervous system. So when you practice spiritual self-care, you start to bring that parasympathetic response, which allows you to be more creative, which allows you to connect more deeply with people, which allows you to tune in to your intuitive self to listen to those voices, the intuitive voice or the voice of that higher self, that higher spirit within. And so it allows us to emotionally regulate, which creates a sense of more time and more space and more ease and more joy within ourselves. And so we bring that into our day and this is something that you don't have to you know do for hours every morning. You don't need to have like a two hour asana practice in order to feel balanced in your life or a one hour meditation practice in order to regulate your nervous system. It's something that can be done fairly quickly, actually, probably a lot more quickly than you might think. and especially if it's something that you're doing periodically throughout the day or you're doing it also regularly. So like everything, it's cumulative. It has a cumulative benefit on your nervous system regulation, and it builds resiliency so that you're able to bounce back more easily. So block off some time. It can be any time during the day that you have where you can just really create space to breathe and to be and to just Tune in and listen, slow down, and take time for that spiritual practice, whatever that's going to be for you. The other tip I have is to delegate and seek some support. So often um, we have a tendency to think that that we have to do it all, or you might not realize that you have people and resources in your environment that can help you. So don't be afraid to ask for help. Reach out to loved ones, friends, or community for support. And don't feel like you're alone and and you have to do everything all by yourself. Try to get resourceful. You know, look for people who can help you. Ask your husband to watch the kids just so you can step outside and take a five or ten minute walk. Refresh yourself. Breathe. Have that sense of spaciousness. Take time to just be silent, to listen, to slow down, to not have people pulling at you or needing your attention all the time. You know, stay off your phone. Don't, don't be going through your emails while you're walking. Just step away and create that space for yourself. And so share the responsibilities um the other obstacle that often comes up is feeling really tired or physically drained fatigued feeling exhausted and so again this is an area where a lot of people ask me like what should i do how do i practice you know how do i know if i'm pushing myself enough or not too or too much How do I know when I should rest versus, you know, get up and force myself to dig in and dig deeper into the practice. And so it can actually really hurt us to um, not sleep enough. (laughs) It's really, really important to get proper sleep. Um, Sleep for me is a deep spiritual practice. And even in the yogic texts, you know, deep sleep, they say, is, this us the most similar state to an enlightened state or a unified state, right? It's where our consciousness completely withdraws from the world around us and merges with this deeper, higher one oneness. This place of deep rest and and um, stillness and silence within. All of our senses are withdrawn, and we're moving back towards our source. And so, sleep is a really, really important practice um, to feel good, to not feel stressed, to regulate your nervous system. And when we start trading sleep for other things in our life, we enter a more dysregulated um, space or place within ourselves more easily. We wake up already feeling tired, Or we get really cranky or irritable um, earlier in the day. And so this can really hinder our ability to engage in a sustainable spiritual wellness practice. When you're exhausted, it's really challenging to find the energy or the motivation to prioritize your well-being. Also, it affects your emotions, your mood. You start to feel the darkness creeping in, like everyone's out to get you, like everything's negative and and it's hard to Feel positive and see the positive and see the light when you're just at your wits' end when you're completely um, spent and and tired. And so we really need to rewire our brains for success to help us overcome this pattern, this cycle of overworking, of pushing ourselves too hard. You know, there's a, a underlying current in our culture. You know. It shows up in hustle culture. It shows up in, and from the time that we're very young in school, growing up. uh, And a lot of us take it with us into our adult years of, you know, until I've like worked myself to the bone, I don't deserve to rest or I don't deserve to have a good time or to play or to take care of myself. Or until I've gotten all my work done, then I can't really focus my energy on myself. But, The work is never done. That's the the irony. And also when we've worked ourselves to the bone, we have no energy left. We have no energy to take care of ourselves either. So it's really important to prioritize rest and recharge and then prioritize your own spiritual inspiration and care and your wellness rituals that really feed you and fill you up and then move into working and doing and move into the external outer goals that you have. So we have to attend to the inner work first and then move out into the outer world to do our work of service in the outer work. It's really, really crucial. So having a nurturing spiritual practice – where you're attending to your inner self first before you move into your outer world is uh, one of the main things that I like to work on with clients um, when they come into my coaching container. So it's important to make sure you're getting enough sleep, you're eating healthy, nourishing food, engaging in regular exercise, whatever that looks like for you. And it can be as simple as stepping out into nature, taking a walk, getting away from the screens, from your phone, taking care of your physical body. Um, And this also really directly impacts your mental and spiritual well-being. So again, if you're just sitting all day, sitting in front of the computer screen or on your phone, Um, you know, you're not going to have a lot of energy. So moving, especially getting outside, if you can, moving outside is great. It's going to help to lift your energy and get you out of those slumps. So we need to also then create a little bit of a mindset, mindset shift around not wanting to feel tired. And so this also creates a really, um, Kind of negative loop within ourselves. When we feel tired and we're pushing it away, we don't want to feel tired. Um, you know, often we wake up and the first thing we say to ourselves is, I didn't get enough sleep or I'm so tired, right? And so we're already starting our day in a state of not enoughness and exhaustion. And so, what if instead of resisting tiredness or resisting this? idea that I didn't get enough sleep, right? We were able to reframe it. And we stopped and we slowed down and just really felt it rather than just repeating automatically this phrase, but just listened and felt what tiredness feels like. What does it feel like as a sensation in your body and being with it? Instead of viewing it as a limitation, we can see it as an opportunity to then practice self-compassion and then see that as an invitation to practice more self-care. And so rather than tiredness being an obstacle, it becomes an uh, invitation. It becomes an impetus to move us into a practice of self-care. And so embracing the idea that taking care of yourself is not a luxury, but it's an absolute necessity. And that this feeling of exhaustion or tiredness is really trying to serve you. It's trying to help you see what's going on with yourself at a deeper level. It's trying to point to maybe things in your life that are out of balance. And so you could ask yourself, what can I do to meet my needs in this moment, as I'm feeling this sensation of tiredness. And you know what? That might be to sleep in. That might be to go lie down and take a nap. That might be, I really think I could just step outside and maybe sit on a lawn chair or a patio or a porch and breathe some fresh air. Maybe it's the kind of tiredness where you're like, wow, I really need to get out and move my body and I, you know, or I need to get on the treadmill and like burn off some energy and, and listen to high vibe music or have a little dance party, right? There's going to be different answers for different people at different times. And so just being open to really, um, adapting what a spiritual practice can look like for you is really important. So, I hope that this little uh, conversation, this podcast, this uh, topic today helped you realize that creating a sustainable self care wellness practice is totally within your reach. Um, That even when you're faced with time constraints or physical exhaustion, uh, there's still things you can do to prioritize your spiritual practice. Um, You can seek support. You can take care of your physical well-being. um, And there's many uh, resources that you can draw upon that will help you overcome some of these challenges and cultivate a fulfilling spiritual journey as you journey on this path. And one of the resources that I want to share with you is a free workshop that I'm teaching. It's going to be in one week on Saturday, September 9th. It will be in the morning uh, uh, Pacific time at 8 a.m. And so that's 11 a.m. Eastern time, which is in the afternoon in the UK, 4 p.m. Um, And you know, 5 p.m. in other parts of Europe. Uh, it's called From Burnout to Bliss. And we're going to dive into this topic of cultivating a spiritual self-care practice, what that can look like for you, and talk about some of the obstacles. And also, it will be experiential. So we will be practicing some of the tools and tips and techniques that I like to use to help people really go deeper and listen and tune into what their spirit needs at any given time. Time, any given moment in the day. And so we can take small steps each day. You'll be amazed at the positive impact that these small practices, these mini practices, can have on your life. And how you can really actually, at any moment, um, drop into presence and drop into that awareness and that place of. Being fully awake, fully here, um, you can exit out of your ego self out of the stories that you're getting caught up in and like see that higher um that higher perspective, not just see it but but enter into it, be with it and that's the whole point of all of these practices, right is how can you tap into that awareness into that presence where Everything is okay because everything is always okay in the moment, right? So, looking at how we can um, tune into that space within ourselves more easily, more directly, more readily. And so, that's what we're going to be doing on Saturday, September 9th. I know it's coming up real soon, 8 a.m. Pacific time, 11 a.m. Eastern time, and 4 p.m. in the UK. I hope that you'll join. And in the meantime, I hope that you keep taking small steps each day to continue to stay inspired and nurture your spiritual well-being in all of the ways. So see you on Saturday. And the link is in the show notes to sign up. And it's also on my Instagram bio. So just head on over to my Instagram, Harmony Slater Official, and click on my bio link. And you will see it right there. You'll be able to sign up and join me on Saturday or get the recording if you can't join live. I'd love to have you be there. Thanks for listening to this episode of Finding Harmony. With me, your host, Harmony Slater. You can find out more information on my website, harmonyslater.com. And I look forward to connecting with you again soon.